Hey rippers, are you learning how to surf? But are you a beginner or a big old kook? There is a difference, you know. And since there's many ways to kook it, you should stick around and learn a few things. Because if you don't know, let me tell you right now that surfers love to spot a kook. But don't get all stressed about it, because everyone kooks it once in a while. And that's the reason for the podcast. Because the more you know, the less you'll kook it. So bust out your foamy and get ready to learn. The KookCast is here to lead you on your journey out of kookdom one episode at a time. And hopefully offer you some traction on this slippery slope between kookery and killing it. I'm your host, Coach Chris, and I started the surf coaching and education resource, thesurfcontinuum.com. So, all right, let's just get into it. First of all, Annie Armstrong, <laughs> what a kick-ass name for a surfer and a swimmer. I just found out you were a swimmer, and I guess that's where you came from before you started surfing is swimming, huh? No, actually snowboarding. Oh, no way. Yeah, I, um, I skied with friends of mine on the East Coast for, you know, I skied most of my life, and then I ACL'd my knee skiing. And that year that I had my surgery, and it was bad back then, it was like 1995, um, I had my patella tendon, my own patella tendon used because it, it was, that time, you know, AIDS had just really started coming out and I didn't want to use a cadaver because I, I just, I just figured I'd use my own mm-hmm. patella tendon. So it took about nine months to really be back yeah so and you kept snowboarding after that though no no I skied I did it skiing and then my friends moved to California and my friend John he bought a house in Mammoth and my brother I used to ski with him out in Tahoe because he he lived out there in the winter so I loved skiing out west it just was a whole different Mm. different animal It wasn't as cold the the snow was was great. I know. always hear that. That's yeah. so fascinating. The mountains were a lot bigger. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could do a lot of backcountry stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, they all started snowboarding the winter that I was had my surgery. So uh, the year, the following year, I went out and it was pretty funny. Uh, I got on a snowboard at Mammoth, and it was me and all these little kids in this, you know, class. <laughs> <laughs> but it was great because it was so humbling. And I was just so happy to be back doing a sport again, because mm-hmm. I, because when you, back then it was like you were on a machine three hours a day. They were very conservative. I mean, I'm glad my 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 um, my doctor was conservative. It was Barton Nissenson. He was um, the orthopedic for the New York Rangers. But I've never had a problem with my knee, knock knock, ever since he's he Amazing. reconstructed it. So, um, you know, I'm up there. I, I, it was. The be- I think it's when I started to really enjoy sports because at that point I knew I wasn't going to be the best mm. or try to be the best. I was just going to try to be the one having the most fun. Mm-hmm. And snowboarding was so much easier than skiing. So really? Pay- oh, yes. It makes so much more sense if you think about it. Well, I mean, it does to me. And my orthopedic said to me, you know, you Annie, I asked him what he thought about me snowboarding, and he said it's actually better than skiing for you. He said, you have more of a chance of breaking your wrist than, than hurting your knee. Mm-hmm. So he gave me the thumbs up with it too. So I um, I started, I picked it up really fast. It, it just, 
it just it's I just always feel like people transition like that's not a lot that doesn't happen a lot right people transitioning between snowboarding or skiing well not it? not not at the age I was I was in How my mid 30s at that mind. point yeah I was in my mid 30s at that point now I don't care about my age Oh good um, for you <laughs> because I I you know what life get it, I don't want to sound like a uh, stupid but life really does get better as you get older because you just don't well, that's give great a shit. news. <laughs> <laughs> you you just realize what's important, and you simplify your life because so much of it is not is not important. But, um, and you forget things like what were we just talking about? <laughs> <laughs> well, you were in class with the Groms, and I was going to say that's awesome because you probably felt like a Grom yourself coming back to it after all that time. I off. did because I had, had a race. They said, who wants to go first? And I looked around and none of the kids raised their hands. I said, I'll go. <laughs> and I would see the kids, you know, on, at, at the, at this, I knew all these little kids because I took them to class with them. But, uh, my friends were, were, uh, one of my friends was, uh, was a surfer. And actually, the, the the snowboard I was on was one that he designed for um, a company called Arbor Snowboards. And he happened to be a pretty famous surfer, but I didn't surf at the time. He was my friend's um, brother-in-law, and I'd known him and his wife Peggy for for a long time. But we we started snowboarding together and became even closer friends out in Mammoth. But it was Mickey Munoz. Oh no way! And that's who pushed me into my first wave. No way. Yeah. In San Onofre. Wow. Okay. So for all the listeners out there, we're not even going to talk. We'll just let you go look him up. He's famous enough that you'll find plenty of info if you don't know who that is. And <laughs> such a wonderful, amazing person. And talk about age-defying. I mean, he's yeah. got... And he never really talked about surfing. I mean, it was... Hmm. I think most people that are really good at something, they don't, they don't have to speak about it because... It just speaks for itself. Mm. And Peggy and and Mickey and I, um, they we drove back from Mammoth um, to their place, and uh, they're like, "Do you want to try surfing?" And I said, "Sure, why not?" You know, <laughs> at, at that point, it was like I didn't even think about it. And uh, so we get to San Onofre, and um, Mickey shows me how to jump up on the surfboard, and I'm fine with that. And we, we start paddling out and a wave's coming and I have no idea what to do. And I'm like, what do I do? And I hear, <laughs> yeah. So it took me a while to get out and I got out and I was like, I was like a, a drowned rat and I couldn't breathe. And they're all like, you did a great job. I thought they were kidding, but they were like, no, your paddling's really good. And I guess the swimming helped. <laughs> <laughs> But then, um, <laughs> then Mickey pushed me in a wave, and his leash wrapped around my board because I couldn't believe how much I could hear him while I was standing up on the surfboard. <laughs> and that was my first wave. And, so, and you dragged him along. I dragged him right along with That's me, great. and we laughed so hard. And <laughs> it just—they just figured I would love it because of, of, of snowboarding, you know. Because I, it kind of. There are similarities. It's oh, like skateboarding. Sure. It's like sk skateboarding and, and, and snowboarding and surfing. It's a flow. Yeah. It's a really good flow. And it's, it, it, that's, I mean, I didn't, it wasn't like I went and surfed every day after that, but I started to gradually, you know, when I was in a place where I could surf, you know, I went, I met those guys down in, um, in Cabo where they had a, a 
a house one winter. And that's probably where I really started surfing more. Mm -hmm. How much longer? Yeah, that makes sense though, because like surfing is kind of a, it's different from skateboarding and snowboarding, I think most, especially in the fact that you can't just go do it anytime that you have free time. Yeah. Like a skateboard, you can pick up and roll yeah. out the door. A snowboard, you can make a trip to the mountain or make a weekend out of it. And like, you're going snowboarding. Yeah. You know, the mountain's there and now they make snow. I mean, <laughs> so surfing's one of the few things that like you really have to practice what's available to practice. And sometimes that's nothing, you know. And also I, at the time I was living in the city you know, I, was tra I would travel, but I was living in a city, so it really wasn't that accessible. But then um, started coming out. My friend lived in Sag Harbor. I used to go stay with him. And kind of then my other friends had a place on uh, Napeak Stretch. Mm -hmm. Kind of gradually I started coming out. More opportunities. Yeah, more opportunities. Well, so what's the timeline? So from that time you first started and dragged Mickey Munoz on his first wave backwards, <laughs> <laughs> up until then you started, you said in Cabo you started doing it more? That was the first time I ever surfed. By the way, I want one... to talk about Cabo with you. We'll come back to that. Yeah, um, that was the first time I surfed more than one day. Mm -hmm. You know, I surfed like four days in a row. Right. You know right, what I mean? Okay. And and I have to say, surfing is the hardest sport I've ever tried. For sure. I'm 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 pretty good. I've done sports my whole life, but it's taken me years. Also. If I probably, if I, like, as everybody would say, if I started younger, sure, I would have. Sure, sure. And I would have been a lot stronger. But you know what? I'm still learning and I'm still loving. Yeah. But isn't that maybe what makes it so great is that the, 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 the enthusiasm to try and do it better again lasts so long. Oh, I'm or sure. If, I mean, does it, has anybody discovered the end of it? You know? Um, Kelly Slater. <laughs> <laughs> but even he still surfs. No, but I mean, I think, I think it's, it is, it, it's just such a, um, every wave is different. Mm -hmm. Like when you ski or you snowboard or you mountain bike, you know the hill. Mm -hmm. So you go down at once, you kind of map it out. Mm -hmm. So you'll know your, your line. Right, right. The right. next time you go down, you know, and with surfing, there is no line. Every wave is different, and it's so much information. Um, I remember the first time on a board where I finally felt my feet. I was aware that my feet were on the board. Right, right. You that's, know? A, that's a great way of saying it, actually. <laughs> as simple as that. Like... And just those little, great little things. My friend Leslie, she said to me, don't look at your feet because I would look down. Mm. I didn't even know I was doing it. Right. And then another friend was Quarry said, look where you want to go. And, and the thing is, I know that from, from doing sports. Right, right. But I had, there was just so much going on that I never, I was like, yes, if you look where you want to go, your, your body's gonna go that way. Mm -hmm. But there's still times to this day where I get up and I go, what was that? But you know what? At least I, I mean, I, I laugh a lot. I laugh a lot out there. Yeah, yeah. Well, surfing's good for that. But it really, it's so true, you know, and I, I guess it's just, even though you, that you know the principle, when the stimulus is just still so overwhelming, you know, the, the wave, the whatever, everything that's going on just kind of distracts you from even what you know you need to do, you know? And I just like the way you said that too, like feeling your feet on the board it's funny, like though that's that really captured something to me about the little 
tiny discoveries you make in surfing and it sounds so funny when you say it out loud but it's so true like feeling the surfboard against your feet and having like the subtle sensitivity to be like let me move that foot just a little further back or to a spot like to have an intention about it what a huge discovery such a small thing but what it opens huge. up yeah I could feel my toes. I could feel, because when you snowboard, it's so easy. It's all leaning. So you lean on your toes, you lean on your heels. You know, it's very, and your, your legs are, that's why my, my legs are so close when I surf. It's from snowboarding mm. because you're, I always get yelled at about that. But you know what? <laughs> it's, I'm almost 60. It's my comfort zone. I know I should, and I do try to, to, to get them further apart. But it's also, you don't know what you look like. I mean, you're great because when you teach, you do a visual. And I think that, you know, you might think you're doing it right, but when you see yourself, it could make a huge difference. Oh, I don't totally. wanna see myself <laughs> because inside I feel great. <laughs> and no, I'm kidding, I don't really care. I just know that um, I love I love when the waves are big because that's when I find the most zen because I know I have to be so focused. Mm. And I know if I don't have that mindset that I do not go out. But that focus and that high to me is why I've always done sports. You know, instead of going to therapy, I do sports. Mm. It keeps me sane. I know it sounds kind of weird, but it does. It, 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 when you focus on just one thing, it just blocks everything else out. Right. And I'm focusing so I don't get hurt. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's what we're yeah, all doing when I, we're in that zone. But, but it's just, I mean, do you feel that on a big wave day? Oh, absolutely. Because you, I mean, you guys go out and I look at you and I'm like, oh my God, they make it look so easy. But it's all and relative, it's not, you know? Yeah. You know no, and I love it. I love watching you guys. I learn yeah, from you guys. But so what, what you're describing is the same for every single surfer, wherever that level is for them, you know? And for obviously some people, it's huge waves that you, we would never do you touch. visualize like see you don't you don't have to you don't have to turtle but because i can't duck dive but when i go i'm timing it going okay if i turtle that wave i'll make it to the next one and then i might get crunched by the third one but but by then i'll be i'll be able to get out far enough out yeah, okay, yeah, yeah you know yeah, what yeah, i mean yeah, like yeah. it's yeah planning your little and i watch for like 45 minutes before yeah, i go well, out hell yeah you gotta have like an idea <laughs> in your head like of what's gonna happen because if you just go, go. out there then you're like all of a sudden you find yourself in this world that's so much because what I always find is that what you see from the beach versus what you see when you're in the water night and day yeah it's, it's a huge <laughs> difference so you really got to try and like join those two images so when you're out there you have you can reference back to what it looked like from the beach and remember things you know what I mean and have kind of a plan yeah, and, and well, definitely to answer your question, I'm definitely like <laughs> thinking about my strategy for paddling, especially on those kinds of days like you talk about, like where it's a little nerve wracking and you don't want to get caught inside or at least like mercilessly caught inside, you know, like all three machine. of those waves on yeah. your head. You want to at least make it through the first two and then deal with the third one and then be out the back. <laughs> no, it's, you know, and I, and I have to say the other thing that's so great about surfing is it's free. You know, after I became a homeowner, my month-long trips ended and, you know, a lot of, you know, <laughs> just a lot more responsibility. But 
I'm very lucky because I own a home in a beautiful place. And, and you it, surf here a shit ton. Yeah. <laughs> Kill it, Amy. But that was one of the reasons I really, you know, I thought to reach out to you uh, is just, you know, because you surf so much and you're always out there. And that represents to me like the stoke and the just the essence of being a surfer, you know, is just being addicted to it, you know. Um, now, something that like kind of a lot of listeners that are women write in and ask about, especially of the women guests is like, what was it like for you when you first started? Well, I think I almost already know the answer, but you can still say for yourself. But like, what was it like for you learning how to surf as a woman in what appeared to be or felt to be maybe to you a very male dominated sport? That's a very good question. Um, my work when I started in the film business was very male dominated. Mm. And I just melted in with it and the same thing with sports I have to say a lot of times I've done my sports with men just because they did them too so to me I never felt um, I don't feel no I don't feel a difference I think men are stronger it's just it's just a natural physical thing you know they have more testosterone um, but I've never been intimidated by men um, in work or in sports. Um, if they're a jerk, they're a jerk, whether yeah, they're a man right, or a right. woman. But no, I never felt intimidated. So how do you, like, I guess that's it's a mentality thing, you know, to just have that strength of mind, you know. But like, okay, so how do you say it? Because there, there is quite a few. I didn't realize this is kind of a thing. A lot of ladies write in and want this question asked of other women like what so what do they do how do they kind of navigate that whole intimidation factor of feeling you know like how do they I don't know no what it's do, a really good question I want to I'm help. trying to think <laughs> I'm trying to think of why I think you have to get rid of the boys club mentality and and you have to realize there's a really strong women presence out there now mm. um, but in general just don't be competitive go out there to have fun don't worry if there's men or women or go out there for yourself yeah that's it's a, a very point. individual sport but most importantly know the rules know the etiquette if you if you handle yourself you got to earn respect and I don't think it's a matter of a male or female, you know, question. But the problem is so many people that are surfing now have never done sports. And they don't realize that there are rules for a reason. Mm -hmm. They're for safety. Like in snowboarding, downhill ski or in skiing, downhill ski or snowboarder has the right of way. And you know why? Because they can't see you. It's just, it's common sense. Mm -hmm. and. I think that's what happens is somebody does something stupid and then they get yelled at and then they get intimidated. Mm. Well, prevent that. Buy Peter's <laughs> Basics Wetiquette. Yeah, yeah. It's a beautiful book. Yeah. And it's, I think, you know, on, a, on lessons, that book should be part of, Part of the, the material, lesson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I know, and I know, I know you guys do that now too. I mean, but it wasn't in the beginning. I know you especially do that. Um, but you know, hey, it, it, 
ski slopes, there's the same thing happens. It's not, right, and, and people right. have been skiing for thousands of years. But that's, that's really good advice then. It's kind of equip yourself with the knowledge and uh, to, of knowing what's going on out there in the social sense, sure. like in terms of etiquette, because that'll empower you to know when it's time to give it full steam, full gas, and go for that wave and commit to it, and when to completely pull back because it's not yours. Even better, maybe stay away from people. Yes. You know? But I like also another thing you said earlier is like kind of the original mentality. Don't go out there in a competitive mindset. Yeah. You know, like I think that kind of sets you up right off the bat to be intimidated because men are, uh, there's always going to be some competitive guy out there, you know, and he's going to do it to the every guy and girl, you know, yep. be the, so don't try to compete with him. Don't be on his level. Just let him do his thing, you know, stroke his ego, whatever he's doing, you know. And, and you're not going to change it. Right, right. And change your <laughs> mindset to just be out there to learn and have fun and get as far away from the people as you need to to start if you have to. But what I always like to say is just that from the man's perspective, I never look at the lineup as like men and women. You know, I, it's like you said, yeah. like who's respecting the rules, who's surfing you, well. You look who's... at who gives good energy. And, right, you know, right. I, and it's just not a female or a male no, thing. No, it's like, oh, that person screams a lot. I don't want to be surfing near them. <laughs> we all know who that is. <laughs> and, you know, I, you know, yeah, I know where the best place is to surf, but I don't want to be with 50 people that don't know what they're doing. Right, right. And that's okay. That's life. Mm -hmm. So how I fix it, I go somewhere else. Right, right. I may not be getting the best wave, but I'm definitely having fun. Mm -hmm. And I'm surrounding myself with people that I truly, I truly respect and, and have fun with, you know, and it's, it's, you know, it's like any sport, you know, the, the team mentality, even though surfing is an individual sport, it's all a team. If we all if we all play by the rules, we're all going to have fun out there. Mm. And of course, accidents are going to happen with any sport. As my orthopedic, my other orthopedic said, you're going to play, you're going to pay. It's just life. Mm. And having my hip replaced two years ago changed it changed my life completely because I used to surf in pain all the time. Once wow. I got up, I was okay, but it hurt. Wow. So wow, now, I didn't know that. that's why that's why you'll see me so joyous now because it's like I it, to live without pain is epic because you you <laughs> yeah. learn to live with pain but you don't live right, and wow. I spent and I got and I used to get anky I used to get cranky in the water and it, it wasn't the it wasn't the people it was just. There were too many people, and they weren't doing the they weren't doing the right thing. They were dropping in, and it's like for me to jump up, it was like a lot of effort. So for someone to drop in on me, it was just like the most oh come on pain in the <laughs> pain in the butt. But it's gonna happen. Yeah. And sure. also, I have more control now. So if it does happen, I'm not gonna hit them. But you know, there was a time when I mean, you know, it's and you'll get hurt. They they won't get hurt. They'll be fine. Right. <laughs> but you're, but, but it's so funny. But you know what? It's, it's, it's like, you know, people get angry about the crowds, but I kind of giggle and go, you know, every place gets found. Right. Yeah. Every place. Yeah. And yes, it is a scene. But, you know, we're still so damn lucky when you think about what's going on in the world. And just when I go in the city to work. Hmm. And I realize how lucky I am because I have a sanctuary. You know, it's it, my life out here isn't just surfing. It's 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 everything. Mm. You know, it's 
it's listening to the birds out on my back deck and watching the sunset out here every night and it never gets old <laughs> you know so i lucked out you know i lucked out after 9-11 i was looking for an apartment in the city and i'd been coming out to montauk and i really thought hard said what do i want i was like i want a house and a dog you know i was 40 and uh by October, I closed on this house, and in December, I got a dog. Amazing. So, you know, it, it's sometimes tragedy, you know, makes you realize how short life is. Mm -hmm. And what are you waiting for? You know, so now I still go back in the city, but I work, um, I don't work uh, five days a week. I, you know, so I, I have it pretty, I've had it pretty well with work the last couple of years. And, uh, like I had two weeks on, two weeks off this summer, you know, just perfect. Like in September, that is I perfect. definitely <laughs> lucked out because I can't turn certain clients down because they're my bread and butter and I like them, but, um, it just, the, the surf gods were looking down upon Man, me. Man, when you, I feel like it's, it's on you too though. You know, you crafted this life. You figured out what you wanted and you get what you go for. You know, you go where you look. Yeah. Like we were just saying before, you know, like look at it, focus on it and you'll go there. Um, I, that's awesome though. I'm so happy to hear that. I think surfers are experts at crafting their life around surfing, aren't they? <laughs> and, you know, and you're crafting yourself, you're simplifying your life. And you're crafting your life around something that's so much fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I could make more money, Chris, but I wouldn't be happier. Right. Well, and there's so, other currencies is what yeah, I always say. Totally. You know, there's the currency of money. Yes, and we need that, admittedly, okay? But there's also the currency of happiness and joy and passion, you know? And those are currencies you need to make sure that you're building wealth in, too, you know? it. That's where getting older, like the saying... Well, not everybody, but I feel that I know who I am. I know what I want. And really the secret of life is simplifying it. Mm. To simplify your life, to just have the things around that you need. And here, anything I want to do, if I want to go hike or bike, or whatever, it's free. Mm -hmm. And there's a cast of characters out here. And I work with a cast of characters. I work with wonderful, creative, funny, smart people. And I'm so, so lucky. I mean, I am lucky in that respect. It's a crazy business, the film business. But we're all ADD and we, <laughs> that's why we do it, you know? It's, uh, and so you end up working with people just like yourself, you know? And we work hard, but it's also a team effort. Mm -hmm. It's, a, it's that team mentality. And anybody, even in my business, that doesn't play with the team mentality makes it very difficult for everyone else. So I think the secret of, of, of anything is, is be aware of your surroundings. Totally. That's so appropriate for surfing. You know, and, and if, if you see a big crowd and don't get in the middle of it. Go, especially when you're learning, know what the lineup means. Yeah, don't yeah, be yeah. in the middle of it. Right. I mean, you're there's, like, you're, you're there's saying no that, reason. Yep. We, we say this all the time. I, lo I love when someone who, you know, especially if you haven't been like listening to all the KookCast, you have no idea. <laughs> but no, but we actually say this so often. It's such a resounding theme for us. Um, all right. So I got, I got a, a, a good one for you. 
we call it now like <laughs> surfer confessions. We were gonna like make a whole episode out of it, but now it's just kind of become my question. But like, you know, we all have a, a good confession somewhere and it can be a lighthearted one or it can be a deep one that you've never said before or just a kooky moment, you know, or something really funny. Um, but if off the top of your head, do you have anything? Like a confession of something I did when I was surfing? Yeah, like, or just you like. know, just like, oh, I looked him right in the eyes and I burned him. <laughs> or, you know, just one of my favorite I try to, I try to, I try to blank, I try to blank those out because that's part of the healing process in life now is <laughs> I just try to get rid of that bad energy as fast as possible. Oh, my own. Oh, I, I've, I've had, yeah doesn't have to be negative it could be it could well i was going to say one of my favorite one of my first episodes i did was with dr coke you know travis yes i love and, travis yeah he's a sweetheart he's so good great guy but he was hilarious he's telling the story about i think it was his very first surfboard and he was so excited and he whacks it up in the parking lot way up past the beach you know puts the leash on all the way up there in the parking lot and just starts running down to the beach and of course, you know the Wiped story. Out. Yeah, he trips on his leash <laughs> and just trashes the thing. Oh! Just plows it into the concrete. You know, just dings it brand new. Never even surfed it yet. And oh! Classic coup confession. And I had to thank him profusely for being so humble enough to tell that story because it was. A oh, classic. now I feel like I I gotta think of something. Something. I wish I'd known about the. I should have. I should have warned you. You should have warned me about the kook. I'm sure there's plenty of kook things I've done. I still do them. Um, well, you can also. So here's another question I have. I'll <laughs> let that one stew in the back burner. But um, the another question that I never thought I would actually like. I kind of wrote it down and and was always like, Nah, I don't think I'll ask that. But then I feel like I run out of things to say, so I bring it up. But your fear. What's your biggest fears in surfing? always actually brings out some really interesting kind of chats with people. My biggest fear is being held under and drowning mm -hmm. because I've had it happen and I've realized as I'm underwater, I didn't take that big gulp of air before I went down. Mm. And it, it, that's my biggest fear is being held under and not being able to get back up because you think like, oh, I can swim back up. I'm a swimmer. No, you can't. It just keeps pushing you down and the next wave comes and pushes you down and you can feel your board pulling, mm -hmm. but, and you're all confused. Oh, am I go, am I up or down or which direction am I? That, that's probably when I, when I paddle out on a big wave day, that's my biggest fear mm -hmm. is getting held under. For sure. That's, I mean, is that that's sound, a, no, that's yeah, a, that's definitely, just, that was always mine. Yeah. I, I like oxygen. Yeah. I like it too. <laughs> I remember when I was a kid and like the first time I was going to come out with friends to Montauk and they built it up in my head and they got me all scared, you know, like, oh, <laughs> the waves are bigger out there and more powerful. Kids are great. Yeah. Aren't they? Oh, They're just yeah. the best. And I was telling my mom, you know, how I was a little nervous because the waves are apparently bigger out here and I, I just liked her answer. It was, um, so what? <laughs> so the wave's <laughs> one foot bigger. You can't hold your breath for a couple more seconds. I was like, well, yes, so. I'm still scared, though. <laughs> so what is great? Because it really is the answer to a lot of things, a lot of people's fears or doubts. So what? It's The fear factor is something you respect. But don't let it rule your life. Yeah, right. That's the thing. Right. You know, it. yeah. 
fear will make you smart. Mm -hmm. um, but don't let it hold you back. Right. Just learn how to, 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 to take it to the next level. And that's really where the endorphins come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's like the best buzz in the world. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, right? It really is. Of terrified. <laughs> I always say I got a bunch of new gray hairs today, and it was great. You know, it was great like epic. Hairs. Great gray hairs. It made, I think I also got ten more years on my life. You know. So, what was your worst wipeout ever? that really put that fear in you. Did you always have that fear or was it a wipeout that really a made wipeout. it? Yeah, and it brought it, it up to the surface. It was actually recent. Really? It was, um, it was, it was recent on one of the big wave days. I can't remember the day, but Scott Pritchett was watching and I, I, I'd gone up to the point and turtles, I could not get in. I, I, you, I, I was going to get sandwiched if I, you know, it was breaking right on the shore and I was like, mm, nah. So I went back to, to ditch and I looked, I mean, I looked around and I went back to ditch and I was like, you know, I could get out. And um, I just sat there for about an hour and then I got my board and Scott was there because his, his daughter was sleeping in the car. And I said, I, I, I didn't get out. Whether I catch a wave or not, it's another question. But so I got out and I got a wave and it was huge. I mean, I, you know, I, it was big. And um, for me, it's probably like, Double overhead. I mean, that's what Scott said. I have no idea. And I survived. I was looking at my feet. And I, I was, yeah, I was just praying and I was, I just couldn't believe I got it. And then I went, the stupid thing is, I got out of the water, walked back over to go back out again. And I should have just walked away in glory, went out and got caught in, um, went to take a wave, missed it, got caught in the set waves. By the next ones. And that's, I was under trying to, you know, get, I could, I just remember thinking, stop panicking. This isn't, but I couldn't get back up and I was losing my breath and it was so humbling. And it, and, it, and I actually think it happened for a reason. Cause I was, I, I obviously was not in my fear factor cause I'd gotten that wave. Mm -hmm. I, you know, it's don't let your, your, don't lose that trend of thought of, right, of right. I don't want to get hurt. Mm -hmm. But that scared me. I got out of the water and I was like, that scared me. I, I really, I mean, I went in after that. I was mm -hmm. like, okay, that's it for me. So it, so, okay. So you paddled for the first wave or one of the beginning waves of the set. Which was stupid too. I know not to take the first set wave. But that's what I mean. That's how I knew it was a stupid move on my part. And you turn around and after I'm not like you wave. guys. It, there's no guarantee I'm going to get that wave. <laughs> it was just stupid. I took the first set wave. <laughs> so you spin after missing it. Oh, yeah. And you're like, oh, oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. There was definitely swears coming out of my mouth. <laughs> so did you just bomb it straight at the wave or how did you, what'd you do? I just panicked. Didn't move? Yeah. I, I, just sat I, there. I sat there and I, then I said, I got to get rid of the board. Nobody was around me. Uh -huh, uh -huh. And I ditched the board and it just, boom. I mean, I tried to get, you know. Did you, yeah, did you swim? Yeah, yeah, I tried that? to swim. I tried. Um, and it was one of those like, fuck, <laughs> you know, and you're going, uh, and then I, I was okay. I mean. Cause but, there's, but there's more waves. But I didn't think, I thought I was going to get crumbled and then come up and go in like a, wet puppy but the waves kept coming uh -huh. and I couldn't even get up to get a gasp of air wow 
And I haven't been held under like that in a long time because I haven't really, I mean, I, I surf here a lot, but I haven't traveled and surfed because of my arthritis. Like it wasn't worth it. Um, so that was, like, it, it was good. I think you have to have that stuff happen. I think you learn from your terrible mistakes. And that was stupid. Never, everybody, don't take the first set wave on a big <laughs> wave day or you can't on a small wave day, but not on a big, yeah, you better be. That was rule ready. number one that I totally. <laughs> Isn't it funny how you'll like the ocean will give you such a bolster of confidence and then snatch Snack it right back. <laughs> I said, "Oh, Mother Nature's giving me a warning," because I'm going. I'm going to Costa Rica this winter for for three weeks. Oh, cool! And I just thought to myself, "Yep, I needed that." I need to get humbled. But it's so much easier in the warm water oh, for a long yeah. interval. <laughs> Come on. It was probably eight seconds swell, nonstop. It wasn't even a set. It was probably a 13-wave flurry. Oh, it was. You know, it was like, and then when you go to Costa Rica, you're dealing with that expansive Pacific Ocean, warm energy, just like, you know, welling. I mean, not that it can't be ferocious. Sure. Of course, we know that. But just just the interval alone is is huge makes it such yeah. a big difference you know that's why i always say to people like yeah i can get out in just about anything but there's there's been days where i look and go no it's not going to happen because mm. i can't duck dive and i'm not you know it, it's a you just there's no way and i know that but if there's enough of a lull I'm okay, but I, I've, I haven't, I've never surfed in Costa Rica because when I was there in 1995, I didn't surf. Um, so. Mm. Um, wow, so it's been since Oh, then. 1992, sorry, 1992. And it's been since then, since you've been there. Oh, yeah. Where are you going to stay? I'm going to stay at, um, you know, um, uh, Torbano. I'm staying where oh, he yeah. manages at Jungle's Edge. Oh, okay. And near that's Nassara. so funny. I needed to get in touch with him. Ah. So, <laughs> yeah, so Jungle's Edge, that's what it's Jungle's called. Jungle's Edge. And, yeah. oh, come down. I know, I want come to. Come on. He's We're going more... in January. Oh, really? Ah, oh, January. I can't. Not good. Damn it. Damn, that would be so much fun. Yeah, but I was, I, I am looking to go down this year. I'll let you know. I mean, I'm staying in one of the tents. I'm definitely going to ask staying you in about... the tent. Are you? I'm yeah. definitely going to ask you about I figured if there. I'm going to go travel, really, I want to travel. I don't want to be in a hotel room. I don't want to no, be in a yeah. air-conditioned... I mean, it's, 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 it's green. You know, they've got... We'll see. I think, I think it's going to be so much fun. And I'm, I'm literally there to go surf and hike and just embrace the beauty that is Costa Rica, you know, mm -hmm. just have fun. Yeah, right on. That sounds great. <laughs> okay, I, I uh, also have one other thing. Oh, no. So what is a kook? Uh, oh, that's, it's like such a mean thing. But is it? I, I mean, it's not that it's a mean thing. It's just, you know, there's just people that try so hard to be cool that's pretty kooky. And it is, <laughs> and I don't get it, but that's a kook to me. Right. It's like, who cares? But they do. And it's, I've become more tolerant in my old age, but trust me, I, yes, I use the word kook. Very, we all, and that's we why, all do. That's why I love it. It's going to become a new question for my guests because everybody has their opinion of what's a kook, you know? And uh, so now I'm enjoying. Well, that's kind of why you don't feel as guilty because the person thinks they're so cool. Like if they really had a problem and they were slow or, 
you know, didn't understand. Right, no. But these people know better. No, right. That's and what it, a, that's what's kooky yeah, about it's it. Yeah, so, so it, it's, it is funny. It's rightfully it is, earned It title. is rightfully earned. Yeah, I, it's I not a title say, that, I mean, Cougar, it could Cougar be. of the Day is hysterical. It is and great. It, it's, whoever started that is I want to meet because I know that they have to be so funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're a genius. They're genius. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also a great, like, kind of visual lesson on how not to be a cougar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's endless in there. <laughs> hey, guys. So if you're not subscribed to the Cast, you are kooking it. Get on your favorite podcast directory and subscribe. Uh, leave us a rating and review. You know how to do it. Just press the stars buttons. Right, Annie? Yeah. We'll be, uh, we'll be teaching in Southern California this December. Looking forward to that. Um, just got a bunch of like people hitting us up and looking to surf. Good and... for you, Isn't Chris. That epic? That's epic. We're stoked. So all summer long. You deserve long, it. Thank you. Well, we've been teaching like pretty steadily out here. And then... Is Evan going to be with you? Yep. Oh, yep. I love it. I wish I, oh, next year I'll be out in California in oh, December. Cool. We'll see you there because oh. I actually love teaching out there. It's like, like we were saying about the Pacific, just it's a little less only le- a little bit less dynamic than here, yeah. which is pretty tricky to surf around here. So nope. I'm always encouraging people, like when I catch them, like getting discouraged on themselves and this and that. It's like, hey, surfing in New York is pretty damn hard. Not to mention well, surfing. It was like skiing on the East Coast. If you could ski the East Coast, going out West was piece of cake. I've heard that. Yeah. Yes. And it's the same And it's surfing. very true. It's very true. So I think your analogy of... I don't know as well as you do, but that makes sense. I understand that. No, yeah. Well, it's just easier to like exemplify the things you talk about and then see it repeated in the next yeah. set, for example, <laughs> you know, whereas here you're like, oh, that wave, you know, didn't really hit the sandbar so and so. So you just, your approach and blah, blah, blah. And then the next wave hits the sandbar, absolutely pitches. And they take the conservative approach you just told them about for the previous wave that totally made sense then, but doesn't now for this way, you know, and it's just like, oh, okay, well, let me adjust. <laughs> Plan B. <laughs> let me change how I say this. <laughs> anyway, if, if you guys are interested in surfing with us, we are still accepting applications. You can fill one out on the website, on the about page. And uh, and then lastly is our little dinner that we'll have in the city, New York City, that is, sometime in spring. Oh, I'm coming. Oh, you want to come? Yes, oh, I epic. work in the city. I'll oh, great. So it'll be right near your I have a crash pad. Oh, where, where, where? I think we're going to do it in Spring Place Studios. Oh, perfect. Yeah? Perfect. Oh, I, I'm pretty excited about it because it's like a, a private kind of intimate setting. Like I'm no already inviting myself. Is that terrible? Nope. Okay. You're in. <laughs> um, but we're just going to do like a dinner and, you know, we're still going to figure out what kind of presentation we're going to do, but it's, we got just so much surf footage and all this stuff and I want to put together like a little kind of classroom. Oh, I think that's, that's excellent. That's totally excellent. Oh, glad I have... You work hard, Chris. You got to see the fruits of your labors. And, you know, if you look back two years ago or three years ago, how far you've come, you should be really proud of yourself. Thank you so much. And you're such a great person, so I I couldn't be happier for you. Cheers. (laughs) Right back at you. I recommend taking lessons with Chris. (laughs) Right on. (laughs) Woo. That's it. Okay.